Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, I have some very special guests with me today. Well, actually, let me stop there and tell the backstory, which is back in, what was it? In February this year, I think, I was doing my launch for my mastermind, which is the same, well, more or less the same mastermind that I've been, you know, running and evolving over and over and over again. You know, I had my launch all planned out and I was doing it and I was doing it. And there were like hundreds and hundreds of people on the wait list. And my mastermind always, always sells out. And I was like, great, we're going to do it. And it was going great, except three days before I was supposed to open applications, I felt something very strongly in my body that said, stop, stop all of it. We're not doing this. We can't do this. And I was like, what? The fuck? I've been marketing this for weeks. Everybody knew it was coming. There, like I said, there are hundreds of people on the wait list. This is over half of my yearly income from this. And my body, which by the way, I got guys, I think nowadays my body and the spirit of my business, I think are I use them synonymously. Like my body is the spirit of my business. Rather, it's not that my body is the spirit of my business, like my body speaks so well on behalf of the spirit of my business, how I think about it. Anyways, my body's like. No, no, no. Just stop it. Just stop it. And I was like, what the fuck is the worst timing ever? And so three days before I was supposed to open applications and make like whatever half the money I was supposed to make this year, I killed the launch. So there were two really strong knowings inside of me. One was the thing that we've been marketing, we are not doing anymore. And I wasn't even sure why. And the other part of the knowing was, but I want to do something. We want to do something. I want to hold space for people to have a, a thing this year. I don't know what that thing is, but it's not like kill this and go be a hermit. It's kill this and do something else, but we don't, we're not going to find out what that is yet. So I held both knowings and I was like, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to do what I always do, which is to tell people the truth. And so three days before applications were supposed to open, I told everybody, Hey, I'm so sorry. The mastermind is no longer going to exist because I'm getting such a clear signal that this is no no go anymore. And we're going to do something else together. I have no no idea what it is. If you want to do the thing with me, which I don't know what the thing is, here's the payment link. (laughs) There were so many people who are insane enough to want to be a part of that, but I couldn't take everybody who applied just because I wanted it to be the right fit. I ended up calling the whole thing the mystery room, not to be like fancy and mysterious, but because I literally did not know what else to call it because I had no idea what it was going to be. And so I think there was an application because I just wanted to make sure that this was a right fit for whoever wanted to do this with me. But the application was like, we, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Why do you still want this? Like you know, the application was questions were like that. And people had gave amazing answers for, and you know, I chose to journey with people for whom the idea of sailing into the unknown together was also a turn on. And I was like, we're going to do something crazy together. And so I got this amazing group of people together. I I think there was like a three month gap between when I sent everyone acceptance emails and then we actually formally started together. And in that three months, I downloaded everything that, well, I'm pausing to say everything because like I downloaded everything I needed. For the time to get started, I downloaded so much clarity about what things about the mastermind I was running were no no longer coherent, no longer congruent, what needed to change and what needed to be changed to be up to date with who I am and the kind of space I can hold and the kind of work I can facilitate now. So much of that needed to update and it couldn't have been through like an incremental iteration of what I was doing. It had to start new. So in those three months between, I don't know, like March and uh, and April and May, whatever, I created the space for myself to do nothing but to just download what's coming next. And then in June, we set sail. We walked through the mystery together. And here we are. End of November, the container is complete. (laughs) 
<laughs> one of my collaborators in this mad adventure, Jules, said, hey, why don't we do a podcast where a bunch of us get together and tell everyone what the fuck we did together? <laughs> I bet that would be really interesting for people to know. So I think we all kind of made history together. It was not a conventional experience we had. So, you know, we were chatting before I opened up, before I started recording. I was like, I have no idea what, what this conversation is going to be. And Jules said, it's going to be a mystery. So here we are. Jules, thank you for organizing this, by the way. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. <laughs> so let's just start with you. Tell us, what has your mystery experience been like? What would you tell someone who said, what the fuck happened in that mystery thing? Uh, it's a good question. So I actually remember like I had already, like I was already all in on doing the Sovereign Business Mastermind and like I'd been putting it off a few rounds and then this time I was like, yep, definitely doing it this year. And so I had the cash ready. And then when you sent that email saying that you'd canned the mastermind, but there was this mystery option, I was like, this is even better. I was just like, my heart like just exploded with joy. Like I'm thinking about it now. It's so exciting to do that. And I was like on it straight away, like application in. So that was like, just from the very beginning, like this idea of having a mystery together has been so so fun. Yeah, like everything that I could have could have wanted. Okay, I want to hear about that. And I, I think I would love to stay here for just a m- minute more because I would love to hear more of your reactions because there's a, there's a few of us in this room. What it was like to see me kill the mastermind and introduce the mystery, the thing that I don't know what it was going to be and what made you say yes to it. Anyone else? Lynn? Yes. As much as I love you, I was not a yes to the Sovereign Business Mastermind. It didn't feel like an alignment for me this year. And then when you put that, whatever it was, I don't even remember what the first quote sales page looked like. It was just a bunch of text. I could feel everything from like the bottom of my chin to my belly lurch forward. Like, yes, 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 yes. This is it. This is the thing I wanted. Even though there was hardly any distinction, I just knew. It was like a thousand percent in. To be clear, what that set the new sales page, literally all it said was, we're doing a thing from June to November. I have no idea what it is. Please don't ask me questions about it because I literally do not know the answers. If you want to do this anyway, here's the application. That's all the sales page said, right? Yep. Yep. And I Got felt it. such a jumping forward because I'm very much in my body too. <laughs> like my whole like viscera jumped at the computer. I'm like, oh yes, I have to do this. It was kind of funny and a little crazy, but it, it did end up being exactly, exactly in alignment for me for this part of the year. Oh my God. So many crazy people in the world. Anyone else want to share their experience? Jen and then April? Yeah. So I was really excited about Sovereign Business Mastermind. I was like, finally have like enough money to like do it. Like the first two months of this year, I just, I created like 22K. I was like, this is the sign from the universe that I'm like meant to be in this room. And then you changed it to mystery room. And I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> like what does this mean? But a big theme for this year and one of my intentions coming into it was to be able to trust the unknown, to navigate all of that, to not just be okay with it and accept it, but to really partner with it. And so when I saw you had the application out, I was just like, you know what? Let's just like go all in on this application. And if I feel it at the end of it, I'll submit and we'll see what happens. And if not, then it's fine. And within like the first question, I was like, okay, yes. Like, I understand. Like, this is, do you remember what the first question was? There's something here. (sighs) No, I don't. I wish I did. I think it was literally like, why do you want to? It was either the first or second question, but it was like, why do you want to be in something that you have no fucking clue what's it going to (laughs) be? Like, why would you pay 20K to be in a room where you don't know what you're getting? And I was like, honestly, I, I don't know. I was like, I, I trust internally. I'm like, I trust Simone so much that like, there has to be something here. If so much of what you've said has resonated to me at this point and has helped me grow so much, like just imagine what this could be. And then it was so much of that intention of just wanting to hold space for myself and that unknown and trust the process. And that was like the next level of it. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, let's do it. Thank you. April? I want to say things, but I'm going to hold my tongue until we get there to April. I saw your mastermind, the business mastermind, and I really, really wanted to go to it. But I was like looking at things and I'm like, I can't really afford it this year. I'll do it next year. And then when I got the news about the mystery room, I told myself the same thing. But 
this like loud voice. I'll cry saying it now, but it just said, if you don't do this, I'll die. I just felt that called to it. I just really felt that. And then I just was like, I'll have to find a way. And then I just went and got a a second mortgage on my condo to do it. I I did not know that. I could not ignore that call. I just couldn't. Wow. Okay. And then the questions had stuff about a paradox, which I didn't know you were going to be asking about a paradox. And like paradox is just something that always calls to me also. Wow. So (laughs) all of this was, it was literally a mystery even to me. It's not like I had a master plan where I was like, oh, I bet if I do this, you're going to do this. Right. And I learned so much from this too. And one of the things I learned is that we so often fear that if we step out of line, if we happen to ever leave our plans, if we change our minds, people are going to get mad and leave us. And I think just this just speaks so much to how like so many of you, I mean, all of you are exactly the kind of people I wanted to work with. And some of you were into the previous mastermind. Others were of you were like, no, I love Simone. I want to work with Simone, but this doesn't feel right. Right. And making this decision to create the mystery room, the mystery thing was how I brought you. You knew that we were finally in alignment. Like I said to yes to the thing that wanted to be without knowing what it was. And like, weirdly enough, that's how you knew, oh, now I'm ready to work with Simone. So anyways, super fascinating. And I I also just want to say, I never take that trust for granted. And I never take the, like, what we said yes to together was a giant miracle. And it was a luxury and a privilege that that miracle visited me. And I don't take any of it for granted. I think it's so amazing. And I'm so, like, I'm so honored to that, that you said yes to all of this every step of the way. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you that. So that's a story of how how many of you said yes. Now I'd love to hear about what the experience has been like for any of you. Yolanda? Yeah. And I just wanted to tag in actually on on that part just before. I was just remembering that I had been like hardcore wanting to be in the sovereign business, in whatever. I wanted to be in the mastermind. I wanted to be in the room. And I wasn't, I didn't have the you had to have 20K entry point at that point. You had to have earned 20K. And I hadn't in that first year of my business, I had not yet earned 20K yet. So I was just dying to be in it. And when you said, when you said it was going to be the mystery room, I, I wrote right away and said, does this still have the, the same income requirement? And you were like, no. And I'm like, I'm in, I'm doing it. Like, you know, kind of right away. And my husband, of course, so I, what I wanted to share was this is my husband. So, you know, 20K is like a significant, chunk of change, right? Yeah. And so I'm talking to Lipsong about, you know, that that I want to do this. And he he was just like, what is it? And I was just like, I don't know. It's the mystery room. I have no freaking idea what it is. And he's his face was just, you know, pretty tweaked. Like you're gonna spend twenty thousand fucking dollars and you don't even know what it is. I'm like, no, I don't know what it is. I said, but I do know this. When I married you, when I married my husband, he was a monk and we had never had a relationship when we flew to this country together, knowing that we were going to be together. Like we've been together now 20, I don't know how many years, just knowing deep, deep intuitive knowing that that was going to work out. Right. And I said, don't worry. It's going to be exactly like that. I just feel it. The same intuition that told me that we were going to be okay, you know, getting married without having had a relationship yet, that it'll be the same for the mystery room. And he was just like, Okay. And it has been, it's been beautiful. Tell us about that. What did you get for $25,000? No, not 25. 20. 20. (laughs) I thought about some of this before and I was seeing it. So the thing that I got, I got so much Simone, but the thing that I got was learning that what I find fun and exciting is actually what's the best thing for my business. And you'll say like, I've been saying that all along. Like you didn't have to go to the mystery room to know that. I. I had to integrate it in the mystery room. Mm. I couldn't do that before. Like being here and seeing all of these amazing people doing that, it 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 was this giant inspiration to actually just step out and try that. And then just to find out and to find out that all those shoulds are just a freaking waste of time. It, it took being in this room for me to be able to integrate. That. And I'm still learning it. I'm still practicing it every day. So for me, by far, that was the thing I think. Gorgeous. 
Thank you for sharing that. Mattia? So the word that keeps coming to mind, which is kind of funny since I know this is attached to the previous mastermind, is sovereignty. (laughs) But I feel like the level of deep confidence and knowing that I have in what I can do and what I'm offering, because the other interesting thing that happened was I actually had two of my slowest months at the end of the summer in a long time. And I was just like, oh, what's happening? And I was like, well, I don't like what I'm selling and I don't want to sell this anymore. I want to do something completely different. So I've literally come up with a whole new thing, which I'm just launching now. I already have one person in it, which I'm super excited about. So it's, I would not have done that. I probably would have gotten there eventually, but I think there was something about having decided uh, and committed to my own sovereignty and saying, okay, I'm not happy. This isn't working. I'm not just going to beat my head against this wall and force myself to sell something just because it exists and it's okay. I'm going to make something that I fucking love and I love it. So yeah, I'm very, very excited. Yeah. I want to say how ama- amazing it is that you, first of all, recognize that know- that knowing like, oh, I'm not selling this because I don't want to sell this <laughs> anymore. It's not up to date with who I am and who I want to be and what I want to do. And you actually gave yourself that space because you just released something that you must have been percolating for months. And yeah, I, I didn't know because obviously you were privately percolating, but like how many of us can stop and do that? Like I'm going to give myself months to create space for what is incoming for just to percolate, even if to the outside world, it looks like I'm quote unquote, not growing. I'm not quote unquote being productive. Right. So fucking amazing. Jen. It's funny because kind of along that of Matia saying she had, or they had the, the slowest months at the beginning. I, started off the year with a bang and then it was like slow burn for the rest of this year and i shared this in joyful marketing back in september but i really had to reevaluate what my relationship with money was and at the beginning of the year i read the soul of money which like changed everything but as i was going through the mystery room i think there was something that you had said about at the beginning of like what if the mystery room is just like it feels like ass the whole time like what if growth just feels like shit and that's like all this is for the next five months and I had to really let myself fall apart over and over and over again and like reevaluate and find like the deeper layers of like who I really am if anything like I think it helped me get deeper into all other aspects of my life that wasn't business related like there was so much meaning that I had attached to my business and me learning how to really see myself as not just like a, a coach, a guide, or like an expert or like professional in my field or like using money as a personality trait. <laughs> like I'm a hundred K coach or I'm whatever. And just seeing myself as enough. It's like one of my biggest takeaways was that expansion is really embodiment. And that was like a really incredible learning for me because Before that, it was almost like in order to expand, you need to invest more money. You have to, you know, expand your thinking, get these perspectives. And like, it's almost a hierarchy of always climbing up. But it was seeing that it's actually just being more of who you are and going deeper within you that allows you to do that growth because you're always growing. Yeah. It's like feeling safer in your own body in in addition to all of that. Exactly. Such beautiful stuff. Anyone else want to share about that? Shannon? Uh, So kind of on some similar threads of what people are saying, like this container felt like a portal to like deeper embodiment of things I was already working with. And this like space kind of created the permission to go deeper into those things and kind of be unapologetic about the shifts I was making. I feel like the biggest thing was releasing the good student narrative uh, in a deeper way because of just like past business coaches and stuff like that and having that dynamic and now being like, yeah, I'm willing to take like thoughts from Simone and think about how they land with me, but that's like, it's going to be my decision at the end of the day. So dropping into like deeper sovereignty around that and also releasing perfectionism. That was a really, really big one. Like I finally launched a podcast that I was like taking forever to launch for who knows what fucking reason. And also just like 
I'm noticing my own journey and process of like applying and how much that changed my self-concept and just being in the space and how much that shifted within me and noticing like how people I'm working with go on a similar journey. And like, you don't need a fucking sales page if you don't want to do a fucking sales page, you know, like people don't need all those things and pieces. Like everyone came here because either they had already worked with you in some capacity or they just were really drawn to your message because it resonated with them and they could feel like the depth and truth and embodiment of that. And I feel like that just made me realize even more so that, yeah, I can create things if I want to around my programs, but more than that, it's going to be like how much I'm sitting in the the truth and embodiment of what I'm offering. It was really powerful. So I just feel like I'm a different... I died and uh, was rebirthed multiple times, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It just feels so good. Everything feels so much more natural and coming from my voice in a different way. And this gave me the space for that. So I just want to thank like you, but also everyone and being able to like watch everyone's integration of things as well. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Lynn. So mine is, it's weird because it's like ephemeral and also super practical. So before I signed up for the mystery room, I was very clear. I felt like I was like pregnant with this magical version of myself. Like I'd been starting to play around with prophetic gifting and all the things that I'm doing. And I'm like, I know that there's this powerful magic crone that I'm about to give birth to. And so I was kind of looking for a place. And so the mystery room, like, ooh, I think I even said in my application, magical red tent, like I'm going to go in here and then I'm just going to trust that during this time. And absolutely that's what happened. Like I stepped into a super powerfully magical version of myself. And it also gave me a place to be really pragmatic and safe and like trying things out. Like I'm going to see if I can do an oracle reading for a group. I can, I'm can. i going to see if I can cast a spell and hold a space for two or three weeks with a group of people inside it. And so it gave me a place to like safe, but not safe. You know what I'm saying? Like not safe, like, oh, I'm not going to risk anything, but safe, like everyone here is into this wild, crazy mystery stuff. So let's go play together. And also like a lot of other people were saying, I had launched at the beginning of the year and then I went, pretty much totally silent as far as marketing. I still had some people I was working with, but I very intentionally went totally silent during the mystery room for the most part and just kind of lived in there and trusted that that would be the result that I would get. And I absolutely did. And now I'm just bursting with all this energy, all this magic, all these new offers, all these new ideas, and like a complete evolution of how I'm looking at things, playing around with the calendar. And I really love too that I felt like you you mentioned earlier that this visited you. And I felt like there were a lot of us playing around the edges of decolonization. And the idea of decolonization was like, Simone is going to have this idea and then I'm going to pull in all the people who are nibbling the edges and then you can all like have a feast together. And I felt like that was a lot of it too, like a lot of deconstructing. And I think people have mentioned it already, like, oh, I let this go and I let that go and I let that go. And it's so much that deconstruction of like anti-colonialism that that was really a big part of it too. Yes. I just want to quickly say a lot of the times the experience of saying yes to what you want and going for the kind of growth that we are yearning for in our hearts, like a lot of that is just pure disintegration and decay. And like, think about the beautiful flowers that blossom in the spring and all the like animals and whatever plants that have to like die and like rot in the ground to become compost nutrition for all the spring flowers to come out and bloom, right? So half, at least half of business is always, I mean, if you're doing it in a way where you are growing in a rhythm that really honors your true nature and you know how things are meant to organically grow, which is not nonstop. There are cycles and, and there are phases. And if you make it wrong that all you experience for a really good while is just silence and decomposition and the falling away of who you've been, which feels like ass in the middle and just total confusion. And just because what you used to rest your certainty on is disintegrating, it's falling apart and you haven't fully, you know, the new solid thing 
isn't fully here yet. So that middle part, right? We have such a fear of that middle part. We demonize the middle part. People try to, you know, escape the middle part as much as they can. They try to distract themselves from the pain of it. They try to solve it. They try to strategize it, them, their way out of it. And that just makes it last longer. It just gives you more, you know, it just makes it thornier for you to have to sort through. And I think we should normalize talking about it more in business. Like every person you see who has the kind of shiny success that seems admirable has been through this. So why do we just tout people's success? And why do we like put all that, oh, look what this person, you know, achieved on a pedestal while not telling the truth about all the decomposing that had to happen in order to get them there? Actually, quite a few of you, obviously I can't get the exact numbers off the top of my head, but many people in the mystery room had experiences of like buoyant growth, like making more money, like, you know, what, what the world deems as success. And many just went deep in to the organic process of what needed to happen. And all of it was so sacred. And all of it was the real fucking work of business. Not like, let me put this fucking funnel together. And there are, I got to say, not that many people in the world who have the insight and the readiness and the awareness and the courage and the internal resources to one, say yes to this kind of journey and two, to really hold themselves through all of it. I think that's really rare. Again, I'm always like pinching myself that I found all of you and that you found me to do this together with, right? So, okay, that said, Lara, did you want to share? Yeah, it's so funny that you're talking about exactly what my <laughs> journey was, because I feel like I started the mystery room like as a cucumber and I went through a process and at the end of it, I'm like kimchi, right? That was your example. <laughs> like you're just in the, <laughs> so, so I would come for coaching and, and I was in like the salty cucumber phase and it was so uncomfortable and I'm like, this is so problematic and I need to fix myself. And you're like, no, no, you're just being a salty cucumber and you know, or like in my cult, my cult, my mother's culture, you know, I was, I was shrimp and then I was drying and decomposing in the sun. And now I'm bagoong, I'm like fermented shrimp paste and I'm delicious with green mango, you know? And I feel like that was really huge. I feel like I, I was really green when I, when I came in, I loved, I wasn't you weren't just a, green as like a, a person. You were green as a coach with a business. You were was very green. accomplished in so many other areas. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So the context of the coaching business is I am in my first year. I'm still in my first year of coaching. Can you believe it? And it's like, I'm still here. I'm, I'm pretty still- sure it's been like 10 years. <laughs> I'm still in my first year. Yeah. I know. No, but not in an impatient way. Actually, I, I say that in a pretty self-honoring way because it is pretty ballsy to be in your first year of business and to believe in yourself so much that you would put 20K down and say that this is important. I am important. You know, like we always want to monetize our investments. Mm. And one of the biggest things about being in the mystery room and even, I guess, connecting to the purpose of becoming a coach, like it's been like a journey of relationships and me realizing, like just in the past couple of days, I've been thinking about you know, what is a life coaching business? And for me, it's such a privilege. Like it's not a normal business. I'm not like, you know, it's great if you're like selling lemonade or popsicles or, you know, whatever your business is, but a life coaching business is like, you're, you're in the business of, of life and, you know, connection and repair and messy humans meeting messy humans. And it it's all relationships, right? You started us off by teaching us about accountability magic, you know, things that seem unrelated to business, but they're so core. And yeah, like my, my relationship with my business being reciprocal, like I pay attention to it. It pays, you know, it nourishes me back. Thank you, Tatiana. You know, the community that you've created by getting just these people in the same room who I connect with and have connected with and the, the, the grace and the graciousness that has been extended to me and that I have reciprocated with the people I've been so blessed and fortunate to connect with here. And then 
you know, everything spinning up from that. I also wrote a book, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've, my, my dream of like writing and completing a book, like a quote unquote soul book, you know, I've done that here in the mystery room. And I'm, you wrote a whole damn book in the mystery room. I, I finished a book that's been like 15 years in the making, but you know, like actually oh like having the, you know, recognizing that I have a body of work and even the, in terms of relationships, thinking about coaching, you know, I started off, I wanted to be a coach and realizing coaching wants me, you know, like as an industry, right? I wanted clients. I wanted to work with clients. Clients, clients want to work with me. You know, I wanted to earn money. Money wants me. Like there's, when, when I took the pressure off my life coaching business to somehow define me or somehow be like this thing that impresses other people or is this accomplishment that I can, you know, wave in front of other people and instead thought about it, started thinking about it. I, you know, this wasn't cognitive, by the way, this wasn't intellectual. It's just shifted how I've seen it as being in a relationship and be, being like, you know, I don't want to put pressure on you to make money for me. You know, and I'm very lucky I have, you know, a, a career in which I was able to create savings. But, you know, funnily enough, after that kind of marination process, and no doubt there will be many more, you know, I was in this like extreme deep resting period where I was like, my only job is to take care of me. And, you know, I just like at the end of the mystery room, I'm, I'm like sitting there you know, telling myself as I'm like making bone broth, like sweeping my kitchen, I have the perfect amount of time for my business. And my number one job is to take care of me. And suddenly clients like literally <laughs> falling into my lap. I posted and shared about this in Joyful Marketing, but just like, shit, like, is this what it means to take care of yourself? Like, imagine if we all took, like, learn to take exquisite care of ourselves and like somehow that creating a certain kind of coherence that draws money and clients to you. And suddenly I've had my biggest cash month this fucking month. Sorry. I'm allowed to swear on this pod podcast, but just Have like. Have you ever met me? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> but like, this is the process I've been through and it feels very like, how is this even real? So that's my, that's my big takeaway from that's one of my big takeaways from the mystery room. And I thank you for creating the space. And actually, I was like, maybe just one last thing to share about the space that you've created, Simone, because I was thinking, you know, you've created this very like tight container and that had a beginning and an end. And there's a structure even in which we communicate with each other, right? The slack. Right? So you've got this slack group and there are all these different channels and like, you know, do I want vanilla coaching today or BDSM coaching? You know, like you create these like fun places for us to play and, and connect with each other with certain kind of flavors. And I was like, what would happen if someone just like replicated the slack channel and like we continued to connect with each other, but Simone wasn't there. And I was really thinking about like what the role of a coach is. And it would be like, because someone had said to me, you know, and I think a lot of people feel this. I'm going to really miss this space. But I'm like, what is a space? What is a container without a spirit, right? And I really think you, Simone, you know, like if we were to have that space without the spirit of Simone, you know, somehow holding us, like it would not be the same. And that, just thinking about what a container does for a client and a coaching container, you know, no, like it's- the I'm, so, I'm so interested in what the answer is. What would that be like without me if you had the exact same Slack everything, but I just wasn't there? It would not be the, what, it would not be the, Simone, it would not be the same as what I'm trying to say. It would not be the mystery room. Without you know. me slapping everybody down every other day. <laughs> <laughs> it would be something totally different, you know, because you're just, you know, it's like the, the I used to work at a museum. It would be like the, it would be like the building mm -hmm. without the content. It would be, you know, like it would be the. Well, you know, that, that's interesting. Let me tell you the work and the thoughts that that went into creating the building, as you say, right? Because I felt like I was very, like I was around, you know, I was like every, whatever coaching you want, anytime, like I will get back to you probably within 24 hours. If I can't, I'll let you know for whatever reason I'll, and I'll get back to you. And I wanted to genuinely spend lots and lots of time with you guys and really, you know, go back and forth with you about, about whatever you're working on. But I knew that with this many people, I think like, like 62, this many people, there had to be like, I couldn't be what holds the culture together. The culture has to be what holds the culture together. And that's why I did probably many things, but two things I can think of that were the most central to, to creating 
a spirit of a container on its own that can support you even when you know, I'm not the one directly talking to you is one is that if you remember, I started off the container by delivering teaching only about how to relationship, how to relationship with yourself. Now relationship is a verb. I decided how to relate to others and how to do it with both your own sovereignty and accountability towards and with others, how to navigate conflict fractures you know, and I started with that so that we were all able to be sort of in agreement about the standards are about how we show up and how we relate to each other. Right. So I think that that was a very important standard for me to set. And the one thing that you probably saw me do over and over and over again in, in the container is that because sovereignty is one of my biggest values, anytime someone tries to hand me some of your power, I'm like, nope, you take it right back. Nope, I cannot have your power. You will have it back. <laughs> like, hold your power. What do you want to do with it? Right. And so, this whole thing of like, you cannot have a, a healthy, vibrant culture where some people are holding other, some other people's power for them to make it more comfortable for them. Right. That doesn't work. Everyone has to show up in their power. Everyone has to show up in self responsibility. At the same time, be able to be caring and warm and kind and loving towards others. Right. So that kind of like loving, kind, warm combined and like relating combined with sovereignty is the ultimate magic. It wasn't the easiest thing to like, I'm like, I taught that and I'm like, did I do that right? Did that work? But I guess now I have the answer and it's November. It's like, I guess that worked, right? So that was part of it. Like I started off by teaching relationship. And secondly, there was a second thing. I completely forgot what it was while talking about the first thing. It'll come back to me. I guess there is a third thing too, which is that I created lots of opportunities for you to benefit from each other's genius. And I was um wonder because there's such a phenomenal, talented group of people here. Anybody wants to share a bit about what it was like to have the company of everyone in the mystery room? Tatiana, did you want to? Oh yeah, I wanted to share maybe about like this whole like leadership culture that you created because it was really, I feel that it created so much safety and so much. Again, like, as you said, accountability, because one of the things that for me, the mystery room really was, was relating to my fear, my fears, <laughs> plural, and being able to do it in a way that I knew that everybody was relating to not necessarily similar fears, but at least we were all engaged in courageous acts towards ourselves and towards others and towards our businesses. And the mystery room, I, I have this like whole this image that you gave us about the liquid state and it stayed with me so long and so much because it was like, yeah, I don't want to feel groundedness. I want to feel calm while I'm navigating in this fluid state that is uncertain. And that was so strong. And yeah, in relationship to all the pop-up calls that you helped us create, because it just let emerge this creativity and talent. And it felt so soothing for me, at least, to know that everybody was there being fully themselves, or at least becoming more of themselves and experimenting with sometimes their own fears and their own way of showing up for others. So, so just to yeah. clarify, oh, we had a thing called pop-up calls where <laughs> anyone can like declare, anyone can call a class and, and host it. Say, hey, I want to hold, like, for example, Lynn did, like, I don't want to get it wrong. What were your things called, Lynn? They're magical. Oh, I did yeah. guided moon readings, readings for the new and full moon, which actually has become the thing that you always say in joyful marketing of like the minimum enoughness, the thing that you commit to. That's now what I'm committed. That's become like the core of this is the free thing you get. If you're on my newsletter, you get these moon readings. But I also did the Mercury Circus. I did something for Mercury Retrograde that was super fun. It felt kind of yeah. like a test kitchen for me. Exactly. Like I'm like, I'm going to be over here fucking around. And if you guys want to eat what I'm baking, that'd be awesome. Tell me if you like it. So that was right. the most fun, I thought. And so if, you, if you're like, that sounds so fun, it was. And was you know, but so many other people was like, hey, I want to teach this. Like, I want to want to run a test drive my workshop that I'm going to do on this. And I, at some point was like, I'm going to do some shamanic readings, everybody jump in at this hour. And we would just create, create a lot of room for spontaneity, like, and, and a space where everyone is genuinely involved in co-creating the magic, as opposed to like waiting for the leader to come deliver the magic, which I think would have been such a, would have been such a disservice to everyone's 
unique genius, right? And I think it's so wonderful to be in a space where everyone is actually present. At least I was, as a leader, I was very present while like the balance I wanted to hit was I want everyone to feel like I'm really present and accessible. And also I want people to feel like I'm not really necessary because they're having so much fun choosing their own adventure, having the kind of experiences they want to have and growing. Ruby, hey, do you want to share anything? Hello, hello. Yes. Oh my goodness. Mystery room was, oh, it was so magical. And you know, just just to share a little bit of a background, I was in both Simone, your mystery room, as well as Sovereign the mastermind, Disney, the mastermind before. It feels like a hundred years ago. <laughs> it felt like a hundred years ago, and I think what I appreciated so much was just seeing you, Simone, being able to just break down all of those walls, right? Even just having the launch of Mystery Room, being like this is a magical experience and who wants to come for this adventure, right? And for me, just having that background in sales and marketing as a business coach to be able to be like, you can do that. And that was one of my biggest takeaways from being in mystery room. You can do a pop-up. You can just have people just like, you know, show up and do what, you know, teach what whatever it is that their heart wants to teach. You can do all of these things and just kind of break down all of these paradigms that I think we had, you know, kind of programmed in our head based off of like other people's marketing. Like Simone, you really not only showed us that this is possible, but it almost gave us permission to go and be like, well, what else is now possible for us? Mm -hmm. How big can we dream? How can we just fuck this up and have so much fun? Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, so we've been talking for a while. I would love to end this conversation by having everyone answer the question of, how can I, in my life, in my business, fuck shit up some more? Like, what do I want? How do I want to fuck shit up? Like, let's have every one of us answer that question next. And listen, this question can be playful. I know you're saying it in a podcast for the world to hear, but you don't have to, it can morph and change and be a mystery, right? So no pressure, right? So, but let's just play. How do you want to fuck shit up next? Ruby, do you want to go first? I'm going to, yes, I'm going to go first because I just made the decision that I'm not doing the next round of my mastermind. Oh my God, like constantly burning everything down. (laughs) For the next, like for all of Mystery Room, I've been like, how do I want to do this mastermind? How do I want to do this mastermind? And then my true identity and my inner intuition and knowing is like, we're not launching the next mastermind anytime soon. We're just going to let that baby breathe Mm. and be okay with it. And when that decision happened, I got this download of like, what is it that I really want to teach? I want to teach and this might change, but for now in this podcast recording, I want to teach critical thinking. I want to teach people how to think critically for themselves in the landscape of running your business. How do you look at something and be able to break things down in a way that's coherent for you? So you are no longer just focusing on like what other people are doing. And I want to do it through the format of also writing in the written word, because I have this hypothesis that the strongest business owners in the online space are amazing copywriters. They're able to communicate. They're able to like say what it is in their brain and be able to do it in a way that's so beautiful and that's so coherent. And I love how Joyful Marketing does it with the garbage post challenge, but also I want to I want to teach people how to think critically and do it in a way that like involves all of them with depth, with soul. This was a download from last week, so... That's how I'm going to fuck shit up, Simone. Okay. So if you're like, that sounds amazing. I want that. what that is. Her name is Ruby Lynn. And you yes. can go find her and take some critical thinking classes. All right. Fucking beautiful. Tatiana, what, how do you want to fuck shit up? Yeah. My context is that I work here in Quebec. So, you know, I have a, another uh, population to serve that is that doesn't have access to all of the same resources that let's say people in the U S or in the English speaking world have. So the way that I want to fuck shit up is that I actually want to bring much more spirituality to entrepreneurship and poetry. I want to bring poetry to entrepreneurship. And (laughs) I'm like someone who's always been very artistic, very, you know, 
beauty oriented and all that. And I find that like everything is so dry and very like straightforward and sales are kind of like, I'm, I'm trained in marketing, but we need more beauty, more poetry. Ah, but you know, you were talking about fluidity and I think poetry is where language becomes fluid and the whole world is fucking allergic to that because we want everything cut and dry and logical and linear. And that's a very masculine way of thinking about language and communication. And I cannot fucking wait for your poetic marketing genius. Thank you, Tatiana. Let's go fuck that up. Yay. Okay, Lara, let's try to make it relatively quick because I don't know if the rest of us. I, my, my, um, I made a drawing like mystery room has a notebook for me and my last page is like big rest. So I'm fucking shit up by taking a big fucking rest. And in this space is how I've created clients. I haven't made offers for two months. <laughs> like I'm, you know, I'm still showing up online, but I'm not doing any of the marketing rules. Like I haven't made like 200 offers. Like people are just coming to me because I'm super yin, super resting, super taking care of myself. And somehow this is generating what the universe wants for me so to me in our culture this is my way of fucking shit up and i invite everyone to take a rest if they if they need it i just want everyone to be able to like look up what the who these people are in case you want to go check them out which of course you do so the the person who spoke about tatiana my mind is what did you just talk about Oh, poetry, poetry, right. poetry and marketing. Sorry. It's like mom brain. Sorry. Poetry and sensuality and marketing. That was Tatiana St. Louis or probably in French, Tatiana St. Louis, whatever. Go look her up. And uh, about the big, big rest, you know, that was Lara Day, L-A-R-A. Mattia. It's continuation of what my original mystery was, which is being love and peace. Like, I actually don't believe in the 50-50 that people talk about. I actually think it is possible to feel pretty good almost all of the time, even when bad shit is happening. Like, you know, during the mystery room, my cat died and my partner almost died. So, you know, I had a rough few months. I'm okay. Like that, being able to just be in what life is and even with the brain and body that I have, like just being that, I feel like that message is not out there for people who are disabled and neurodivergent. <laughs> We're just like, well, life sucks. And I'm like, well, actually, it is possible to enjoy what we have, even if shit is happening. So just to sum that up really clearly, you can be neurodivergent and disabled and be grieving and still love your life and feel great. If that yeah. sounds like what the fuck is that? I want that. Go look up Mattia Murray. We'll have everyone, everybody's names and their spelling in the show notes. April. My brain thinks that when I play too much and that I'm irreverent, that the world's going to end. So that's how I'm going to fuck the world up. I'm just going to play more and be more irreverent. Perfect. Shannon. I have dealt with like a theme in my life and online of being more like approachable. And so my way of fucking things up is like showing up even more in my sexuality, even more in my sassiness and more unapologetically, just however the fuck I want. And just really taking up space in a different way. Like, I mean, patriarchy is going to hate that. Exactly. But also like, I'm doing this podcast in a robe. I don't really know how much else, like you can just not care and take up space. So yeah, (laughs) that's my plan. Fuck yeah. Lynn. I am going to fuck shit up by going after the Gregorian calendar. I am so over it. I feel like it's our inheritance to move the moon and the sun and the seasons and how we're feeling. And that is what I'm doing. I'm already doing it. My next program is like all like, it's even got a drawing of the moon cycle. Like what day is it? I don't give a shit. It's the quarter moon. That is what I'm tearing down. I I just cannot love this more. That is Lynn Rogala, ladies and gentlemen, and humans of all genders. Yolanda. My brain tells me that I need to my earth brain, which is something that somebody in the mystery room says, oh, earth told brain. me once, my earth brain, I freaking love that. So my earth brain says like, oh, you know, you should like uh, kind of build out your one-on-one practice more. Like, you know, I've, I've had, I've been pretty much fully booked and like, build it out more, blah, 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 blah. But? but the thing that, but the thing that just keeps sparking my spirit brain is neuroscience and somatic regulation. I'm so fucking fascinated by it. It just like, the energy of it is just like amazing. And I want to, I want to, even though I'm not, it's not time, it's not blah, blah, blah. I want to do a course. I want to, I want to teach 
newer coaches how to how to actually do it like in practical terms people are always talking about it i want to teach people like on a very simple practical level like all the basic stuff sounds deeply necessary yolanda o'bannon everyone all right i want to go to jules first because you raised your hand early (laughs) yeah cool so the way i want to fuck shit up is by bringing like peace and pleasure into like everyone's relationship with food. So get destroy the whole diet industry thing and really like help us learn to trust ourselves around food the way that you taught us to trust ourselves around our business, Simone. Well, that is a lot of fucking up you got to do. <laughs> it's a better rest up for it. Love it. Oh, I'm up for it for sure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bring us home. Okay, the way that I'm going to fuck shit up is to be an internal feng shui master for human beings across all social like boundaries. So like people who are super privileged celebrities, heiresses, I've already worked with a few of them. (laughs) But like breaking down this idea that you have to be any certain type of way to have problems, like being a human being creates issues and like how to rearrange your internal home to say and be be this internal feng shui master just that's the thing that's really lighting me up yay beautiful how do you see your last name again sway sway okay that's advanced jen sway again i'll leave everyone's name in the show notes (laughs) wow so you can see how a completely bad shit experiment can lead to such beauty and miracles and growth. And it has been the utmost privilege and pleasure and magic to journey with you. And may all the fucking up continue and spiral out into all the corners of the universe. I love you all. And I hope this has been interesting for all of you to listen to. I'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.